Hello there. Welcome to the Oblivious Maximus podcast for the first time in audio version for quite a while. Um, This episode is a bit of a mix-up of the latest stuff that I've been doing. So I've been filming videos and putting them on the Oblivious Maximus YouTube channel, which I'll put the link for in the description. Um, And in those videos, I've been listening to records that I like or talking about riffs that I really love from bands uh, that I'm really enthusiastic about or have informed my um, upbringing, I suppose. Um, So the first episode of that was going through the latest uh, release by Sumeru from Sydney um, called Blood Ordinance. And then I did a video about six sort of stoner doom riffs, all of Australian bands. And then the most recent one, which I put up today, uh, was a video talking about six Australian hardcore bands riffs that I really like. Um, so I've pushed all of them together and put them all in here as a podcast. So there's an audio version of it. Um, I talk a lot about video stuff, um, obviously because these are videos. So go to the YouTube channel and watch them if you want. They're about 20 minutes long each. So that'll make this, you know, round about an hour, which is about normal for one of these podcasts. Um, so yeah, I've just got these all on here talking about Sumeru, bunch of Doom stuff, bunch of hardcore stuff. I will be doing more actual interview episodes of the podcast soon, but this is something I've been doing while I've been busy with other things in my life. Um, otherwise, check out all the bands that are talked about in this, particularly the new Sumeru record. Um, bands are going to start playing shows soon. My band Burn the Hostages has got a show on this weekend and we'll have more coming up soon, so check that out. Um, otherwise, watch the vids, listen to the bands and enjoy it. This is episode 109 of the Oblivious Maximus podcast. Me talking about a bunch of riffs that I like. Enjoy. Fucking brutal. Hello there. Welcome to... I don't know what this is yet. But I'm Aaron from the Oblivious Maximus podcast. And what I'm going to do today is something I haven't done before, which is listen to and talk about a record a little bit. Maybe it's kind of a review. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, haven't done this before. So the reason I am doing this is because I heard a record last week that I hadn't really properly listened to and I should have listened to it when it came out. And I had a lot of other things going on and I didn't. But it's a record by some very good friends of mine and a bit of a biased opinion here, uh, a band from Sydney called Sumeru. They just released a record called Blood Ordinance, a 7-inch on Brilliant Emperor, um, a label that put out my band Mental Cavity's last record. And this band features Jake, who sings in my band I Exist. So obviously there's a serious bias here. However, I've loved this band well before Jake was in the band. So I can safely say that um, I loved them anyway. And this record is fucking unreal. Um, I've listened to the version of it that's on the internet, um, on Spotify and the streaming platforms. And then if you go and buy um, 
the record itself through Sumeru's Bandcamp, either the physical or digital version. There's a couple bonus tracks that are on it that are fucking unreal. So I'm going to listen to a little bit of it and talk a bit about it um, and express my love for Sumeru and my love for one of my oldest friends, Jake, who now sings in the band as well. All right. So first song, well, before we get too deep into it, what's on the streaming version of this record uh, are the first two songs, Cold Chamber and Foundry of Dread. They're great. They feature Jake. They're uh, recorded with the band, um, focusing, I guess, the new direction with the new singer. And here's a taste of the first song. has gotten so heavy and so sick and it just comes through so well in this song. Have a go at this. I mean, this is a weird video, just me talking about how much I like a song, but I'm really, really impressed by this. I'm really impressed by um, the quality of the recording as well as the quality of the songwriting. A band that started out far more in like the stoner, doomy area and has moved far more into, I guess, more the death metal sort of realm and a lot of that influence there, which is something I know a lot of the members of the band love. Um, and I mean, the guitar playing on this is unreal as well. Um, I think for me, uh, what what's really stepping this up is the growth and development of a band taking some songs that, uh, you know, they, they'd written previously and developed and worked on. Um, and then moving it into this new way of viewing the band with a uh, completely different singer. Um, so taking the influence and the, the stylistic change of having a new singer um, and working that into the songwriting as well. Um, the next song, which is also on the streaming version of this, Foundry of Dread, is another one that features you know, great riffing, great drumming, all-around great musicianship, but again, really highlights and compliments the vocals that Jake's brought to this record, which I think is fucking unreal. Bit more brutal. Maybe than old Sumeru, but I like that. I like saying fucking brutal. Fucking hit it. Basically everything I like about heavy music is happening at the moment. And it gets better. Love a bit of trumpeting. Coco! 
I mean, dive bomb, come on. Either way, this is just a little bit weird, me talking listening to this, but I just want to highlight how heavy the, the tone of the guitars are. Real deep tuning, amazing drumming. Fucking Jake, man, ripping it. Dunny type riffing, licky, bluesy stoner aspects to it as well, real heavy singing. Anyway, that's enough just listening to a song while I bop along to it. Um, I think, you know, those two songs, which are what's on the streaming outward released version of the record are fucking awesome. They're, again, as I mentioned, it's a development, a progression, a real heavy direction for a band that did sit more within that um, stoner blues sort of area of um, of metal, I suppose. Um, and then if you buy the record and you get access to the bonus tracks, which I encourage you all to do, um, there's a self-titled track, Blood Ordinance, uh, and then two re-recorded older songs by Sumeru that feature their old singer, Matt. This is fucking great because I'll talk about it in a minute, but one of the songs features the riff that I think has been playing in my head every two seconds since I first heard it like seven or eight years ago. Um, But first, Blood Ordinance, another newer song by the band uh, featuring Jake. And again, even different still. So another sort of side of where this band can go and what this band can do. I encourage everyone to buy this thing for this song. This song is fucking unreal. And I don't know why I haven't heard more people talking about it in the last couple of weeks since this record came out. Again, that riffing, that dark edge of a band that you know, maybe was a bit more within the realm of that bluesy scale riffing, taking that more heavy death metal sort of angle on it. But the the pace, the chug in this song, and the the way that the writing is complemented, the new, I guess, direction that the scene is taking this band is fucking awesome.
hardcore bands before. You gotta have parts like this. It's inevitable. Important thing, fucking ripping chorus. I mean, I'm a sucker for pinch harmonics whenever it's featured. Junior guitar, low. hit a pinch harmonic, that's all you need to do. Anyway, those three songs are the songs that feature Jake. So my biased opinion of how good he is as a singer ends at this point. Uh, a little love letter to a person who I've known for a long time and has sung on a lot of things that I've written. But fuck, this sounds good. So good job, Sumeru. Good job, Jake, on that. And then two other songs featured that are older, re-recorded songs of Sumeru's. Again, with their old singer, Matt, as I mentioned before. Again, some of my favorite riffing that I experienced in Australia over the last 10 years comes from this band and they're peppered throughout these two songs. The first of which, Kingdom, is a re-recorded song, as I mentioned before, but this has a really, really great riff in it that I think is something that you know really still sings through in the continuation of the older Sumeru into the newer stuff that's been recorded as part of this record. Obviously a very different singing style, but one that sits more within that high on fiery realm. It's fucking great. I mean, that's awesome. It's got great riffing, great parts to it. But I think the reason to really dive into this today came from my undying love for the last song on this. Um, a song called Spines by Sumeru, which was on their first demo. Uh, the first time I saw them, I obviously knew everyone in the band from being in other bands and being a big fan of No Apologies. Um Pete, who plays guitar, uh, was in that band and some of the other guys as well. Um, but hearing this song for the first time, whenever I heard it, my, yeah, must have been seven years ago, the first time I saw him live, I think. I have had this riff in my head for straight up seven years. I think I whistle this riff every day. Every time I've seen them, it blows my socks off. And hearing it re-recorded in this manner is unreal. Seeing Jake get the chance to sing it live is awesome too. Um, but this original, you know, this version with Matt, the original singer, an updated re-recorded version is something I've been waiting for subconsciously since seven years ago. Um, 
So I'm just going to put a couple parts on and talk about why I love them so much. Most good songs start with a bass drum intro. I don't know. That's a pretty unfounded statement, but I think it's probably true to some extent. make a video about something when you're speechless of how good it is um but i mean that riff is me in a guitar riff my whole thinking and personality which i think is why it's been in my head for so long but there's so many parts of the song a bit of a step down part i love that now i'm just gonna skip ahead to two of my favorite parts in the song right bridge riff that really changes the song on its head for me but I'll let you hear, have a little bit of this for a second So a bit before I lose my mind, let's just go to the, the bridge to speak about that a bit more. Second best riff. Anyway, it's that's unreal. Whole different element to the stonery aspect of the song. And then I think this is me thinking all the time. Come on. Either way, it refrain it goes through it a little bit and then it brings back the first riff and I mean Again, it's a circle. It just moves in my head every minute for seven years. 
Anyway, so <laughs> that's the song Spines by Sumeru. It's on the extended version of Blood Ordinance, uh, a re-recorded version of an old song, um, as well as Kingdom, the extra track, which is the, the self-titled song, uh, Blood Ordinance. And then the two songs, Cold Chamber and Foundry of Dread, which are on the streamable version, but I would really encourage everyone to go to sumeru.bandcamp.com. The link is in the description for the video. Uh, pick up the record, either digitally or the physical version. It's fucking unreal. And go follow Sumeru on all their social media things. Sumeru Band. Um, check them out. I love the band. Love Brilliant Emperor Records. Love Pete. Love everyone in the band. Love Jake, obviously. Listen to Sumeru. I don't know what this was for. I'll probably do more of them at some point, but... Unreal record, check it out. Fucking brutal. Hello there. Welcome to another video version of me doing this podcast. Um, I was meant to do a proper podcast this week. But we went into lockdown, baby, back again. So I'm doing another video by myself, talking about some stuff that I like. The video today, I'm going to be talking about six Australian riffs that I think everyone needs to listen to, um, based on doing the video last week about Sumeru. So I won't hesitate. I will just rip in. My first riff to talk about is a riff that uh, has been in my head much like the end of the last video about the Sumo riffs, probably on a regular basis since I first heard it. And it's fitting, it's the reason I thought to do this, because it's a riff by a band called No Apologies, which members of Sumeru were in before they were in Sumeru. So the first riff is Nothing of Survival by No Apologies, and it's the solo riff. And I'm just going to play it, and then I'm going to talk about why I love it so much. Here we go. So, you know, a little hardcore intro, hardcore band, suitable. And then comes my favorite part. That goes into a bit of a, you know, moshy part, but I just wanted to talk about that riff. So I guess growing up in Canberra and playing in hardcore bands and going to Sydney all the time and seeing No Apologies a bunch <clears throat> and playing with them a few times and things like that, hearing that uh, dynamic shift of that band from going from a more straight up hardcore band to introducing blues and uh, more like rock and metal riffing into their songs... Hearing that riff the first time I think I saw them play it live, I was so pumped to hear like blues like that be infused with, I guess, what was happening at the time in that sort of hardcore. And something that we tried to do with I Exist, obviously. But that was just my first like 
really good experience, I think, in Australian hardcore of that coming to the forefront after hearing it in other bands, obviously, and trying to do it myself and being so obsessed with I Hate God and Stoner Rock and things like that. It was just amazing having that come there. Now, the second riff is sort of the opposite side of that in that this band, again, was the the other end of the spectrum in Canberra from what I was regularly seeing. So the second riff is by Pod People, a Canberra band. Josh, who plays in Pod People, also plays in I Exist. So again, bias rings through, but it's important to talk about it. This is off um, their second album, or I don't know, someone can correct me, but the second big record of theirs, Mons Anime Mortorum. And the song is called Dying Voice. And the riff is, I guess, the second verse. Maybe it's the chorus. I don't know. Someone can tell me. But this riff, again, comes around once in a blue moon, a riff like this that just is an earworm that gets stuck in your head. And the way the vocals follow the riff is, like, very on brand for pod people, but also very on brand for this type of stoner doom stuff. And it's unreal. So we'll get this cranking. This one, there's a bit of lead up to it, but it comes in about two minutes 30. So I'm not going to do too much lead in. Here you go. along very beautiful song great riffing by pod people a legendary canberra band um a band that i looked up to heaps growing up um obviously coming from canberra seeing pod people play all the time seeing them play i think songs off this record for ages before the record was recorded or came out or whatever but i remember loving doom saloon the record before it and then when this came out just being like so flawed by the recording quality but also the like heaviness that it it leveled up from the album before it and it was something that when I exist got the opportunity to have Josh start playing in the band we got very very excited by because of how we were trying to implement riffing like that into our music and then that you know that that was really something that Josh brought to the table with us and even if he didn't write the riffs it inspired us to do those things and then we'd show them to him and he'd make them even better. So songs like that are what I think make a really sick earworm riff, something that you keep thinking about over and over again. And that's one of them. All right. The next one's a little bit obvious uh, in terms of Australian riffing, but I think it deserves, um, you know, all the, the lauding it gets and the credit it gets. And Josh was obviously involved with this as well. Um, so again, much like my last video was an ode, an ode to uh, Sumeru and how much I love them. This is an ode to these Australian bands and how sick they all are. 
Um, this is a very, obviously very popular song, Drink, Fight, Fuck by Blood Duster. But the riff in question is not the main riff, but the riff towards the end, the outro sort of riff. I think that's my favorite part of the song. And it goes a little bit like this. Right. Very good. So, Drink, Fight, Fuck, obviously, Blood Duster, a band I loved for years and years and years. I managed to convince a number of the people from that band to be in bands with me over the years, so thanks for doing that. But I think that was something, too, where growing up and hearing Blood Duster and getting into the, into more of a grindcore death metal st- elements of the band, and then over the years, you know, that combo of having like the rock and stoner sort of parts added in was something that, you know, again, we were trying to do with our bands. I was trying to find any way that it did that without being really lame and tokenistic. And Blood Duster was one of the bands that I think did that the best in finding a good balance between that, where obviously elements of it it are a big joke, but at the same time, it's something that like, really rings through in the in the riffing that they have that it's like um the dynamic can shift so brutally from blast beats and trend picking into like acdc type riffing and it just sits perfectly and i think obviously that song is an incredibly popular song um but at the same time i think that riff in particular doesn't get as much hype as it deserves so listen to that riff all right fourth riff powering through them here i don't want to make this video too long um this is by a band called grim rhythm from melbourne um started out as an instrumental band uh no vocals um and then started having singing and started going towards a more i suppose straightforward rocky type band and my friend alan sings in the band on this uh recording and I think it was like the perfect addition to where the band was going. And in a way, I think it like leveled up the band to a whole, uh, you know, a whole nother area. And I really wish they kept doing stuff and continued on. I don't know if you're a band still Grim Rhythm, fucking keep going. It's sick. Um, but this song, Animal, off Formaldehyde Blues, has one of the greatest little um, bass intro into solo bridge riff parts ever and then the way it kicks back into the chorus verse part is amazing um so i'll put this on have a little bit of a tease before it gets going and then you'll hear the solo as well Little licking, love that. 
right here is what we're here for. A lot of elements of things that I really like there. Friends playing in the band. Also, it being very sick. Also, having lots of cool little blues hooks. But I think a big thing for me in that is bands that grow and develop into a way that they can start approaching new elements like throwing and singing, which is something this band hadn't done at all, but then finding such a sick way to include that in you know, having this like dirty raspy voice over top of it, which kind of blended in a little bit of like a Judas Priest vibe at parts. And I think it was just unreal. All right, Riff 5. A very underrated band. And I think a band that goes um, without the credit they're due in terms of Australian stoner blues riffing. And one of the greatest bands to watch live because of how talented all the musicians are and the musicianship that comes through in in their songs this is a band that we uh, my old bands played with many times when we went to queensland a band called hobo magic great name and the song is hobo magic off a record called the world today um and it's the verse riff but really i'm just gonna let it play for a little while and drop my head in when <laughs> the next sick part comes because this song is like a collection of, I think some of the best Australian homage to uh, Black Sabbath, but also Zeppelin and Cream and all those sorts of bands. And I think it goes without um, anywhere near as much credit as it deserves. And the guys in this band need far more G up about how good they are at playing their instruments. So Hobo Magic by Hobo Magic. And we'll go a little bit in because the song starts off with a, you know, a bit of an intro. So we'll get started from about here. Get ready. internet and listen to Herbo Magic. Listen to that whole record, but in particular, just rip that part of the song over and over again and acknowledge the greatness of, you know, <coughs> stoner influence riffing in heavy music because it's fucking unreal. 
Now, last riff. Done well here with time. This is by a band that I think, I don't want to say surprised me because I knew everyone in the band and I was very, um, I'm good friends with them, but also I think I didn't, I wouldn't have thought that when a, a record like this came out, at the time that it did, I would have been so floored by the the songwriting and the structure of it coming from people that I knew in 2017 of all years. Quite late in the piece. But uh, this is by Potion. I'm obviously displaying a Potion shirt. Uh, Lee and Stella from the band have both been on the podcast at one point or another. Please go and listen to the episodes of them because it's great. Go and listen to the band. But this is the first song that the band put out. I'm burping so much. I just absolutely nailed that. So (laughs) sorry. Um, This is the song Seven Sorcerers off Seven Sorcerers slash Gravemaker. I've told the members of the band before how much I love this riff, but I think the reason I like this band so much is summed up in in this portion of this song, which, again, the band can probably correct me if I'm wrong here, but as I understand it, this riff maybe wouldn't have made it into the song because it's a little bit off-centre, but I think it is like the perfect culmination of what I like about uh, stonery bands and and doom and things like that is how I can move from being really slow and depressive to then having you know some major key notes or some things added in that raise it up uh, to another level and the bridge section of Seven Sorcerers I think is one of like the best displays of this type of music that I've heard in the last decade and I'm so honoured that it comes from people that I've had the opportunity to play with a number of times and punish my way into being friends with them and wearing their merch all the time. Um, So this is the bridge riff to Seven Sorcerers by Potion. Um, Just put out more music, guys, please. I know you're doing it. I don't want to put pressure on you, but I love your band so much. Put out some more stuff. I can't wait to hear it. This is from about towards the five-minute mark of a nine-minute song. So for anyone who's not prepared for that, sucked in, deal with it. Here you go. Got a little intro here. Getting used to the feel, the the change, pace. I mean, it makes me feel emotions thinking about the times I've seen them play it live and how brutal it's been and it's an audio visual experience. Can't speak hard enough of this. Mm-hmm. 
And then we go back into the other sick parts of the song. But please go and listen to that song. Please worship at the ground that Potion riff upon. All right, that's it. That's six great riffs. Go and listen to them. Listen to the songs. Listen to the records that they're off. If you already have listened to them, congratulations. You've done an awesome job for yourself, for Australian stoner doom music. Um, once again, no apologies. Nothing. Pod people, dying voice, blood duster, drink fight fuck, grim rhythm, animal, hobo magic, hobo magic, and potion, seven sorcerers. Go and listen to them all. Enjoy the shit out of them. There will be another Oblivious Maximus podcast soon. Good luck to everyone in Melbourne for the next week dealing with another lockdown. We can fucking do this. Enjoy listening to the outro and watching me top off the second beer that I necked in 20 minutes. Thanks. I'm Aaron. This is the Oblivious Maximus podcast video thing. Whatever. Enjoy it. Fucking brutal. Welcome back to another video. I'm Aaron Osborne from the Oblivious Maximus These Videos slash podcast. Um, I'm here again. Once again, talking about riffs that I like. I think uh, this is going to be an ongoing thing at this point. But after doing the video last week or two weeks ago, whenever I did it, um, talking about Australian bands riffs, it got me really thinking about lots of other riffs and lots of other songs and bands that really informed me and uh, my musical path and also I think a lot about uh, what I ended up talking about on the podcast and the people that I've interviewed and things like that. So I wanted to talk about some more riffs that were really influential to me and also the upbringing that I had coming up in the Australian hardcore scene. So for this one... I've gone more down the hardcore path and I'm just going to jump right in. Part of what inspired me to do this is the Life Lair Regret Records crew have been putting up um, old Australian or unreleased Australian uh, records digitally on Spotify and other streaming things, I assume. Um, records that... Yeah, it came out a long time ago that didn't have a digital release or demos or things um, that I guess have been on people's computers or in people's old iPods for ages and they're getting up and on streaming stuff now, which is awesome. Um, so part of what's inspired me to do this is also seeing those, um, you know, those records coming up and that group of people putting up these awesome records so that I can listen to it now instead of having to go down into the garage and find the old CDs of it. Uh, so the first song is Jungle Fever song. Lots of people know the song. I mean, I'm basically just going to play the coolest parts of these songs or the parts of these songs that make me think about this band a lot. These bands a lot, rather. Uh, so the first song is Jamaican Me Crazy by Jungle Fever. So everyone knows this riff. I'm not, like, teaching anyone anything here. But fuck me, if you played shows in little bars or house shows or fucking youth centre shows in the 2000s when this happened... Um, this band was amazing, great people, 
But fuck, seeing these guys play these songs live was so fun at the time. And I'm sure it would be fun seeing them do it now as well. Classic start to a hardcore hit part. One, two, three, four, get low on the floor. Good. Hey, Mabel. Great. My dog's behind me. Mabel's first appearance in these videos. Oh, she's gone. Never mind. All right. Great, great band. Great song. Um, I exist. Uh, one time went to play a show in Adelaide and... Half of the people who play in the band couldn't make it. The flight got cancelled last minute. Um, and Sex Wizard, a band that members of Jungle Fever uh, later played in, which I also played in, um, were playing the show. And when we couldn't have I Exist, who were headlining the show, play, we had to scramble and find someone else to do it. And very last minute, <laughs> um, Sex Wizard just learnt, relearnt Jungle Fever songs um and play the show and it's on youtube i'll put a link in the description for this but it was one of the funniest things that's ever sort of come together a reunion show completely made out of our two idiots not making their flight um there's a video of it it's fucking awesome it was so funny and so fun and i'm so glad that they did it and it was, they were one of those bands that influenced a lot of us growing up and a lot of us doing this stuff. And then to become really good friends with them and see them do stuff like that was fucking awesome. Uh, so I'll put the link in the video, but fuck, it was, it was great. All right. The next uh, riff is by a band called Dropsaw from Newcastle. Again, a band that um, similar group of people, similar age, coming up at the same time. But this band recorded um, a record called Missing Limbs. And when it came out, it was like such an awesome thing to hear and such a refreshing thing, I think, for me at the time, um, particularly leaning far more metal and coming from metal. That was something that I got more invested in. And again, another group of people who we became such close friends with, I think because of the similarities of growing up in Newcastle and growing up in Canberra and things like that. But very similar-minded people, great fucking band. And uh, the riff I'm going to play you is from Wasted Youth. I just have, I still, every now and then I'll just be like doing the dishes or something and this riff will come into my head. And I always forget where it's from, but it's so great. And just listening to it today, thinking about doing this, um, got me so invigorated into listening to this record again. Um, so I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'll play quite a bit of the song here. I mean, it's easy to do this with hardcore songs because they're so much shorter than the Doom ones I did last time. But have a go at this. I am fed up. Oh. 
good part of the song. Wow. Double kicks him. Duh. More heavy stuff. Just give me more heavy parts. That's how people will like your bet. Certainly me. Anyway, the song finishes up in a second. But great band, great song. Um, another band that, again, went on to play lots of shows with and become really good friends with. If I remember correctly, I played a show with them at the Cambridge Hotel in Newcastle one time. And from memory, the show sold out. And someone tried to get in to the show um, and couldn't get in. So they got sort of booted out. No, you can't come in. And they ended up sneaking around the back of the venue and trying to get in through the beer garden. Again, I might be wrong about this. May have been drunk. Memory may have been diluted. But from memory, a guy tried to sneak in, climbed over the back fence, and the drop from the car park to the floor in the beer garden is about 15 feet, maybe? And just broke his leg. Just jumped over, broke his leg, got kicked out again. So, sorry to that dude. Hopefully, this little video is a good memory for you of that shocking time of you trying to get into a drop show. show. All right. Next song, very, very near and dear to me um, because uh, I play in a band currently with members of this band. But it's hard for me to express the importance that Hard Luck had to Canberra hardcore bands and... I think Australian hardcore in terms of coming to Canberra, certainly. Hard Luck were like the first band for me personally in Canberra where I saw that I got very invested into like the groovy parts of being a more, you know, punk hardcore band. The groove was there and it was so fun seeing them and all their shows are so much fun. And obviously now being in a band with those guys is, you know, makes me very happy, but my best memory of this song is for quite a while I joked with Murph um, who wrote this song and was in this band, was a singer for this band who plays in I Exist and Mental Cavity. We joked, I think, for a little while about I Exist covering this song and making it like a doom song or something or making it really heavy. And the response I got was just, no, like we won't be doing that. And I remember being so... I really wanted to do it and I really wanted to convince him to do it, but I just think there was no point because this is a great song and obviously us covering it very likely would have just made it worse. So this song's pathetic by hard luck. Now, again, it's quite short, but you're going to hear like a good part of it. That's, you know, something I love. All these songs are just build-ups to pits, but that's cool. How good is that already? Come on! It says the band name and then get fucked. Okay, great. So... Good little uh, further love letter to members of my bands. Thanks, Murph and Alex, for helping me um, do music and also giving me that riff. Now, it's silly, I think, to even 
talk about Australian hardcore or do anything about Australian hardcore without playing or mentioning Mind Snare because, I mean, effectively, they're most Australian hardcore enthusiasts' favorite band and everyone's got a Mind Snare story. Everyone's got their favorite Mind Snare experience. And, I mean, if you don't like the band, I guess it sucks to be you because they're fucking awesome. They have so many good songs, so many good records, and have played so many awesome shows. Um, This song in particular uh, is called Turn You Inside Out. It's off Disturb the Hive, a later release, maybe one that some people don't like as much as others, but one that I think is like it really holds holds up over time, and I feel like every year I listen to it, it just gets better than the year before. This is one of, I think, like five or six records that's just on my iTunes on my phone. Um, and so I hear this all the time because it just randomly skips on when uh, I'm driving my car. But Turn You Inside Out is one of my favorite Minds Snare songs. Love, love it when they play it live um, and love hearing it. So we're just going to do this. Like all the other parts, we're just skipping to the pits essentially. But enjoy it, really. That's all I'm saying to you. Double kick again. What am I telling you? So good. Amazing. One of the best bands of all time. I think one of the bands that regardless of what band I'm in has influenced my musical experience in one way or another and always influences my guitar playing and how I think about riffs and think about parts. Such an interesting band. Love them to death. God, I'm burping. Drinking two beers this quick. Really gets the burps going. Also, I cannot wait to watch that little part that I just recorded of me cracking a beer during that pit. Really can't wait for that. Okay, another band that's near and dear to my heart, um, predominantly because, you know, a bit self-serving, but for a while I was in this band. I, in fact, started the band with Yells, and it's the band Outright that Yells sings in. This riff, though, I'm allowed to fanboy out on because I did not write it, and I was not in the band when they wrote it or recorded it, and I do not play on this record, so I'm just allowed to be a fan of it. I have learnt this riff and played it when I filled in on guitar for them and it is very fun to play and my friend Alan, who I believe wrote it, I can be corrected if I'm wrong, but I believe he wrote it, who I talked about last week. This riff has been in my head since the second I heard it and then learning it has not helped it stay in my head because I just remember how to do it now and it's always there. It's a song called Iron String by Outright, 
and it's this weird riff that kind of sounds like Mastodon or something that's woven into a hardcore song, and I fucking love it. So, here you go. Iron String by Outright. Let's get to this wild riff that I have loved having the opportunity to play with this band because they're an amazing band. And let me preface that by saying they got better without me. So, amazing band post Aaron Osborne, but fuck, this riff is good. Has a great chorus, has a cool pit outro part. For that riff, I just got to give it up to a band that got much better after I <laughs> departed. So good one outright, amazing band, great riff there. Last one, last riff. And I wanted to talk about a band that I feel like doesn't get enough uh, attention for how good they were and how fucking awesome the this recording sounds so when this uh got posted by um the oz hc digital archive um i was really really stoked i i've only seen this band a couple times but they're a band with people from other great hardcore bands and metal bands in australia um but fuck this record is so good and this song i think is i mean it's it's my favorite song on the record but I'm just going to play the whole song because the song only goes for 30 seconds and it's sick the entire time. So this is a band called White Male Dominance and the song is called Male Pattern Bitterness, which let me tell you guys, I am experiencing. So <laughs> enjoy because fuck this song's unreal. I'm just starting it. We're just listening to the whole song. Go fast, then go slow, or else. That's the song. So, amazing. Check out the record, Force Vengeance. you got to listen to it. It's fucking awesome. It's very quick, so it's not a hard listen. Just dive in. It's a great fucking record. That was six more Australian riffs that I've talked about. Um, again, I'll probably do a podcast at some point soon, but for the meantime, it's fun talking about this. Um, if anyone wants me to talk about something, tell me what to talk about. Subscribe to this if you please. Give it a like if you want. Um, I'll do another podcast soon. Check out the Oz HC Digital Archive. Check out all these bands. Um, it's really cool what they're doing, and I love seeing the stuff come up that I've wanted to listen to for ages but haven't had the capacity to. So check that out. Check out all the bands. If and when we can start playing shows again, go to them. That would be lovely. Buy the records and merch to support them while they can't play shows. That would be great too. Oh, God. Um, thanks.
I'm Aaron Osborne. This is the Oblivious Maximus video chinwag stuff. Uh, enjoy yourselves. Treat yourselves well. Listen to cool riffs. I'll be back soon, I assume. Fucking brutal.